Letters from like Joe Namath, letters from Jeter, letters from Hank Aaron, Mariano. Welcome to True Blue with Mike Viv and LPG. (laughs) The OG of sports memorabilia coming on. You know, a time where sports memorabilia is like just blowing out. I can't even believe your collection of all the shit you have, which is impossible to just actually figure out and write down in a spreadsheet, right? It's probably like tripled in the in the last twelve months. Yeah, it's it's funny. I I'm so excited. You know me. I'm excited every time that this guy comes on because you know his original company. You you know I think was the best in the world. You know I, the right. number one. I always you know kudos, I always give kudos to this guy. So it's amazing what's going on in the industry right now. Amazing. I mean, cards especially. I mean, everything's blowing up. I like the grading of things. And Steiner was the first guy to, like, authenticate it, put the old, you know. Stamp of it. That on little it. silver, like, hologram type thing. Yeah. Make the cards with, uh, you know, like the little. I, like just, the, I, just, I just felt like he was, like, trustworthy, that company. You know, it sucked that. It, it it's it still is. I guess he got a new company, so I can't wait to deal with that. You know, but right. but it's 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 weird to see what's going on in the card industry because you know they keep coming up with new things and new things, and not as this NBA thing that you and I were talking about is mind blowing. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I would like to, I would like to see here he is. I want to see if he even has been paying attention to that thing. We're gonna bring on the, the OG. I like that. I think that's my new thing. The OG of sports memorabilia. <laughs> Steiner, oh, please. Did, did you buy my coat rack? <laughs> no, I didn't. What do you mean buy it? It's supposed to be given to me. Somebody bought it, man. I came in there. I came in here there. I said, "Where's the coat rack?" They said they sold it. Unbelievable! I'll make you up another one. I'll make you up one. It'll be better than that one. All right, all right. Oh, I, 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 I truly appreciate about that, man. Hold on, come in. on. I'm coming in hot. I'm coming in fast. He's coming in hot. The last, the last time we spoke, the coat rack was safe and sound in your basement, and now it's sold to somebody in that and in, in Timbuktu. It was in the it office. Was, it was in the office. Yeah, I can't believe it, dude. Are you, uh, Brandon? Are you just getting influx of interest because for some reason the last six months has been like a parabolic demand of sports memorabilia and merchandise and grading and and, and shit like that? Are you just like overwhelmed? Yes. Anything else you want to ask me? Because what's, I shit to do. But look, what's the hot? What's the hottest thing? Everything. I've never Everything. seen it like this. I got a couple of things on my mind. I, and, and listen, you hit, you hit it right on that. I mean, the whole market is completely upside down, mainly because, and I'm always usually experiencing what's going on in the market. Like I went home five months ago. My wife's like, "Get your stuff." Not literally all of it, but get all these collectibles out of the house. It's enough already. My kids and our dad. And this, this, you know, my collection is pretty extensive. So I'm going to say it here first. I haven't told anybody this. I am selling my collection next month. And it's extensive and it's crazy. So that's going to be fun. But, yes, there are a lot of people that are downsizing. They've been home. They didn't realize how much shit they have. And they are. It's overwhelming. Like, if you go to my auction now which has some of my stuff. I dabble with about 15, 20 of my items on there. It's, yeah, so it's maybe one of the best auctions we've ever done until I do next month with my stuff. It's going to be off the charts. But the collectible like, exchange has 70,000 items on there. It's crazy. Do you get do you get like consignment on that? 
Yeah. Like you have people who bring their own. That's like the poor. All like, of it. I'm not, all of it's consignment. All of it's consignment. Right now, it's like two months just to bring stuff up here. I can't even take your stuff for another two months. Right. That's how packed it is. It's crazy. But, you know, listen, I'm excited about the business, but I'm also nervous. And, and this is why and I, I think it's important for me to bring this up. I, I haven't really talked much about this, but I want to talk to you about it because I know you guys would understand this. I'm not a fan of overhype. I'm not a fan of what's going on in the, tr- in the trading card business where kids are and their father, and their mothers are calling me up and these kids are spending their bar mitzvah money, their birthday money, thinking that they're going to hit the next million dollar card. First of all, there's so few cards that are worth hundreds of thousands or a million dollars. I mean, it's lottery ticket level. The chance of you getting them are slim and none. I mean, it, it's crazy. And, and the bottom line is that for the 100,000 cards you open up and you may find one with some value, most likely not a million-dollar card or anything like that, most of those cards are garbage. Yeah. Zero. You have and I'm running into people that are bringing me their collections here. And, oh, okay. and, 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 and sometimes it's pallets of cards from the 90s. Zero. And I know <laughs> this bubble and I know this song. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. everything old is new again. I, I've already yeah. seen this song. I've sung this. this I mean, I know. And it really bothers me that all these people are investing all this money. I don't like the grading system with the cards. There's two companies that are gouging. They've doubled and tripled their prices. And it's very subjective. I have some kid that's determining my card, which, by the way, I mean, just so you understand what I'm in here. You know yeah, I, mean? I ask you. I'm into some cards. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm into some cards. Like, they're everywhere. But what I don't understand is some kid I don't even know where is grading a card is going to determine whether my card's worth a couple hundred dollars or a hundred thousand dollars. And none of them seem to be worth a hundred thousand. You rarely see the, and they, and now they're quadrupled the price, the grade a card that was the same price to grade it six months ago. Yeah. So I don't like that. I don't like the way this is going. Now I see, you know, I see overinflated cards and there's some masters at it. Listen, I'm the master at, at creating some of the hype, but I've always been reasonable about it. And there is hype versus reality. And I've always been upfront about the reality. Buy the stuff that you love. Maybe there's a chance it goes up, but enjoy it. You know, you, you may get some of your money back, or you may make a little bit of money on it. But nine out of ten things you buy, even collectibles, but predominantly cards, are you're not going to get your money back. That's crazy. And I, I feel bad because everybody's yeah. hyping up how hot the card business is. Says who? Based on what? You're not looking at financials. You're looking at an unregulated business. Absolutely. You're looking at a business that doesn't have PL, doesn't have, you don't know what supply yeah. is being poured into the fun, you know, into the funnel. And people are being taken advantage of. I, I don't like it. Um and I think the collectible thing's a little bit off the charts too, but so I'm not loving that because what happens is I'm a long-term guy. I'm in this business for the long haul. And what I don't want to have happen in a couple of years when the music stops. And a bunch of people don't have a chair. It's another black eye to the collectible business. Oh, you know that. And there's no reason for it. The business has gone well over the last 10, 15 years. You know, less fraudulent stuff. Yeah. Things have been creeping up. You have your highs and lows. But to think that your stuff you're buying is going to be the next Michael Jordan. Jordan was an anomaly. It was an unusual situation. He didn't sign a lot. He's Michael Jordan. Right. It, it, it's just a combination of a bunch of things. I think that's the way Joe feels about license plates. That's right. License plates. You can't make too many license plates. Otherwise, they're going to get overinflated, and you only have a couple of real 
real deal license plates. And I own every single and I own every single Giants one. So back off. So the Brandon Steiner personal collection goes up on Collectibles Exchange. Can you give us like five items that are gonna like knock our socks off? Yeah. I get emotional about it. It's been very emotional putting all this together because I, I see my life in front of me and, and I'm sure. And and I'm I'm not doing it because I mean most of the money would go to charity. I'm doing this probably make my wife, and my kids happy, <laughs> and I just feel like I'm probably not getting enough joy. Why you do everything, Brad? I mean, it's only especially the last year. Not a lot of people visiting me, by the way. Like, I don't get any joy of having all that stuff in my house and saying I have it. Like, it doesn't no, make sense totally to me wrong. anymore. Um, I've got Mariano's cleats from the last pitch, the last game at the old stadium. I mean, with clumps of dirt in it. And then there's a picture of Mariano walking out of the stadium with some dirt, and I have one of those two things he's walking out of the stadium with which I kind of like. Um, I've got a bunch of rookie cards that are really cool and signed cards and unsigned cards of Jeter that I'm going to part with, which I kind of love those, and I'm, I'm going to part with them. I feel like I need to. Now, are those um, graded? Are those graded cards? Some of them are graded, yeah. Yeah, okay. they are graded. I, graded. I graded a bunch of these cards like 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, and I've got like, like a, a 2,000 or some crazy number of unsigned Jeter cards. Of you know, I let some young kid look like, deal with that i have like i'm a big uh 86 mets where i started my first company um i have a mel stoudemire 86 world series trophy which i'm going to part with which like, i love mel i always love mel and um so i'm, I'm selling that which is well, like a physical world series trophy yeah 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 oh, uh, every, just give me a couple examples it? what's that every player gets a trophy um, yeah, I would play against Trump back then. Now you have to order them. But yeah, back then you got a trophy. Oh. And that was a team that I was very close to and that I started with. So that was kind of cool. I've got these letters. Just to give an example, I'm just going to show you like what I'm talking about here. So these are like the, these are just the books. You know, just letters and stuff. Like just all kinds of like letters. And I mean, it's crazy. So I have like, uh, oh, by the way, here's a Babe Ruth ball. How, how sweet is this? Can you see that? Or Jesus, that's a good one. Is that that's real? Sweet. Anyway, that's going to be in the auction. I got these letters from all these different athletes. Some of them basically freezing my services, like Dean Smith, <laughs> Ray Perkins. No, that's we don't need the services. I was asking if I could help market them back in the eighties. Ray Perkins. <laughs> and then I got letters from like Trump thanking me for the stuff. I, I, I sent him a couple things. He's like thanking me for the gifts. Letters wow. from like Joe Namath, letters from Jeter, letters from Hank Aaron, Mariano, oh, just yeah. thanking me or different conversations. Joe has Joe has the letter from Coughlin, right, Joe? You have a, the, the, the yeah. I I got to tell you, I, that last thing you just said it hits me right at home because the letter piece, you know, there was no emails, there was no, there was nothing. So if you dropped something off and you gave him an address or whatever, and you got a letter back, which was rare. Like I have a letter, you know, I have a letter from Lawrence Taylor. I asked him for an autographed football, not the ones with the electric signatures on it, you know, where the team's made. I wanted one where the team signed it and you could get them from a player. They would pay the team for the ball or whatever. And then they would have the, the team sign the white autographed ball. And Lawrence Taylor wrote me a letter. He wrote me a signed picture and he wrote him a letter, you know, couldn't get the ball, but hopefully my autograph will do fine. F I N D. And I love that letter. You know, I love it. But Ooh, like that, that was actually that was pretty nice. I have a, 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 a two things from Lawrence that actually says thank you 
for helping me with my career through all these years. Oh. There's no way I'm selling that, by the way. No wow. way. Because no that's way. the only nice thing he's ever said to me in my 30 years of knowing. <laughs> hey, so it must have been a mistake, or he must have had some blur. Or maybe exactly. Exactly. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you how true what, what Brandon just said is. <laughs> I used to see him literally every single Saturday night at the Woodcliffe Lake Hilton in in, in Woodcliffe Lakes, New Jersey, before their home games, that's where they stayed. You want to talk about mean? The guy just wasn't, you know, look. He was ornery. He was every ornery. Sing, but think about it. Every single minute of his life, somebody wanted something from him. So I understood it. So like Brandon said, you get a letter or something from him, that's a gold mine because it didn't exist. I it had didn't. a lot of moments with Lawrence. I'm they sure you good did. money-making moments and then some good arguments, too. I'm sure you did. This guy's got Mel Stoudemire's World Series trophy. Joe, imagine having a, a Lombardi trophy of a player from the 80s. Yeah, that's you know what's box. cool? With that trophy is a picture of Mel Stoudemire in the bullpen with Dwight Gooden warming up. And he wrote a whole paragraph about what it meant to coach Dwight as a Met. And then Dwight wrote a paragraph about what it was like to have him as a second father, as a pitching coach, and he have those things together. So there's like so many, there's so many things like that. You know, I have Derek Jeter's first contract when he signed with me in '99. It was 5.1 million, first biggest collectible contract. Um, I've got these games. You know what? Oh, I'll give you a great story. I have these balls. Like I, I was just, I've been up every night finding stuff in this drawer, that drawer. So I, I go to Mariano. I go, Mariano. I was at a game, and at the end of the game, you took the ball and threw it into the stands. Are you crazy? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Because I give it to the fans. Come on, then. no, 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 no. There's no more giving the ball to the fans. That's over. <laughs> no so more. From that day going forward, he would get the final ball. He'd make a little note on it. So I probably have like about 20 of those of the fine. And he wrote the date that the game happened, the final out, and he signed it. And then he signed a letter to say it was that. Yeah, I love sure. that. I've got two pair of uh, Eli Man. Another good guy, by the way. You're gonna love this. I have Eli Manning sneakers that he sent me at Christmas twice. They were really cool. I think they were Reeboks, and it said Eli Manning on the back. The two times he won a world, uh, a Super Bowl. I've got like notes from Coach Coughlin. He always th- sent me thank you notes for. I would always send him stuff. It says Syracuse guy. Oh my God, I'm going going crazy. All right, so the Brandon Steiner personal collection, we'll call it. It's going up on Collectibles Exchange. When is that going to happen? That's going to happen in about three weeks to pre-register. I would go on the auction now and just pre-register because if, okay. there's, there's a bunch of my stuff on there now. That's pretty cool. And the auction now is insane. There's a Derek Jeter game used glove, which is really hard to find. Jeter cleats. Uh, there'll be some more Jeter cleats in my auction as well. Wow. Um, it is crazy. It's crazy. Uh, so it's a good auction. This auction we're into now is, I have to refrain. I, I hope nobody bids on it. Like, I, that's how much I want, like, a lot of the stuff. I'm still that. I still have it in my blood, man. Of course it's you do. It's, it's the same thing. Joe's the same exact way. So I think, Joe, you know, when this all, when the dust settles with this, this summer, we do an, a license plate guy, collectibles exchange, personal collection for a football season. You know, I, I, we, we did that only because we weren't able to have the softball game. Mm-hmm. So, and you're, and you're you a know, and I still, I still wanted to, to raise money for charity and I wasn't able to do it. And we still wound up to to make, you know, $10,000. And it's pretty funny because 9900 of it was probably for Steiner. 
<laughs> well, now Collectible Chains is going to get behind you because we have a whole bunch of new announcements. I need to come back on the show at the end of March where I'm going to announce a new platform with like a whole bunch of athletes. That's going to be fun. Ooh. Do you think it's weird that I went into my son's room because he's been not living home for 12 years now and I took some of his stuff and put it into the auction? The question <laughs> is, should I give him some of the money? I feel like all the money I've laid out for the kid I should be getting some royalties for this. Dude, At least I could do it. So all those collectibles, like I would bring stuff home, and like a month later, the thing would still be by his desk on the floor in the package. Well, right, you bring. I'm like, where's the respect? It is, it's not, yeah, where's the respect? You got millions of things laying across your house. He just he gets he takes it for granted. I come yeah. home like I bring him like a a Barry Bond signed bat because we did a signing. Where I bring him home an Alex. There's stuff we sit by his desk. Like it never even happened. Like. Hey, 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 you know what? You know, Brandon, I will tell you something funny. I used to, like, make excuses to go see my friend Zach over at Steiner just because I wanted to see more shit on the wall. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, I used, I loved going into that place, and you were always yeah. so nice. Go go in there. Go go do whatever you got to do. Look at all this cool, cool shit. And I loved oh, it. And going you. downstairs would even better. The new office that, you know, we're, we're kind of blowing out of this one first office, which is always a problem. People don't realize that Steiner... I moved six times in the first five years. Um, oh my goodness! By the way, like these are just, just like just, just like, these are all the checks. These are just some of the checks. Those are autograph checks. You mean like these are all the checks from Walter Payton? Oh, like these are so many things. Like, so I was going oh. through these checks. These are just from the nineties. Oh my god! You know, I used to write the checks out myself. Like this Yogi Berra. Let me see Yogi Berra one. Yogi Berra this is Yogi. But it's it's it's. Did he sign it? Of course. Where? What, so wait, wait. Did you wrote it to him? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you see the autograph or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you got um, it's crazy like Terry Bradshaw, Mark <laughs> Temperador. How about Jim Brown? What was amazing? Mm. I'm gonna give you a little wow. trivia question. That's Jim Brown. Like, I mean, just. Oscar Robertson, Dave DeButcher. I mean, these are some of them, like Walter Payton. That's crazy. And Oscar would sign his, he never would sign his whole name. He actually wrote his whole name on this. Which what's, cool. the, what's the trivia question? Who's the number one giant that I wrote the most checks out for in the 90s, leading up to 2000? Uh, it's funny. If he would have said the Very close 80s. between two players. But it's all time. It's not even just 90s players. It's Well, it's all time, right. And I've got some great ones. Y.A. Tittle checks. Right, I, I, it's right. crazy. But I'm, I'm going to you know, checks I made up said, to this guy. He said 90s. I would have said late 80s. I would have went with no, Joe No, this Long. included the 80s. Included from the late 80s all the way through 2000. What, I don't know what, why what I want to. player that I write the most checks to? I'm, I'm sticking with Joe Mars. Joe Morris. Uh, well, I can't that's, 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 that's wrong, man. You cheated. Like, you must have known that. How do you know that? I, I, I know it. And Otis Anderson was number two. Well, I know that for several I know that for several reasons. One, because uh <clears throat> I spent a lot of time at Steiner. <clears throat> two, <laughs> two, he's on your wall when you did the, you know, when you did the Steiner timeline. And I always respected that because don't don't forget, you know, when I was when I was 15. 15. I wasn't driving yet. My parents still took me. I was babysitting for his kids in Upper Seta River. Samantha, Blake, and uh, that's Samantha and Blake. Samantha and Blake. 
And I was babysitting yeah. for I was babysitting for his kids when when he went out with Linda or Linda went out with someone. And, uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and I, that's a problem. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and it was just sometimes it was just you know Samantha or Bla- Samantha's the older one. We were just shooting hoops, you know, either on a driveway or or downstairs. So two great kids thought, though. I always show you a timeline at Steiner, and Joe Morris was the number one person on it. And why is that? Well, because I, you know, I knew him in college. He was the first to come to our parties and last, and the first to leave. He was a FIFO. He'd come a quarter to eight for an eight o'clock party. Ten after eight, he was gone. Perfect. And nobody yep. came at eight till eight thirty, nine yep. o'clock. And so he was a pretty straight laced guy. But my roommate at Syracuse was Ken Manderville, his fullback. So we were and very I knew close. That too. Yeah, and he was the, Joe was the best man, and so I got you know I, I remember meeting him at the Super Bowl. We snuck into the hotel. Harry Carson had those big white eyes, checking who was coming on the floor. We went to really go see Lawrence, but Lawrence was tied up, I guess, or maybe take I don't know what he was doing. We can't literally handcuffed up. Literally could have exactly. <laughs> so we don't really know. We can't really comment. It's not that kind of show. So <laughs> we go see Zeke Moat and Joe. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go see Joe anyway. So I go in there, and Joe's like, definitely not going out for dinner with you guys. Zeke comes out for dinner with us. So Joe has a staff of messages. You know, back in those days, there was no – they'd bring you up these little sheets of paper with your messages. The stack is like this. Johnny yep. Carson, David Letterman, The Morning Show, this, one, that. I said, Joe, who's helping you with this? He's like, I have no time. I'm focused on football. I said, you know something? Let me take care of this. We'll make a few shekels. We'll make a few bucks. So he goes, great. And that's when I started just booking him like crazy. Started hopping back in New York. And then Zeke Moat, we go out for dinner, and Zeke goes, I'm not hungry, but I'll come out anyway. The man ate two full entrees and ate some of, and ate some of our front plate, too. Hey, you know, the Joe, Joe is still the same person to this day. He doesn't ever look at his fame or a fame as a football player at all. He still comes to events. And if he could spend four and a half minutes there, he's very happy. And let me let me get a check and leave. But I still love him to death. And if I remember correctly, Moat um, wasn't the nicest of guys, by the way. He was ornery. He definitely was. He was not a good guy. No, no, I'm sorry. He's the only guy we hired for a Q&A. And when yeah, he started asking him a question, he, he was, was saying no comment. I'm like, yes. you can't say no comment yes. in Q&A? Yes, yes. What are you a doing? Q- a Q&A, no comment. That's, that's awesome. A, He's that's, going that's no awesome. comment in a Q&A like several times. Yeah, that's really funny. Well, listen, when the next when, when the next thing, when, when this all but dies down, you start doing some more, um, hopefully you, you have plans of doing like Q&As, cool like live events like you did at, at Steiner. Is like Absolutely, stuff like that. yeah. All right, awesome. I, You're going to love I what do. I'm doing next. Okay. Awesome. What I'm going to yeah, do next yeah, is yeah. it's going to blow you away. It's going to be, it's really what yeah, I've been yeah. working on for years. It's actually happening. Every now and then you dream of something, you think about it, you strategize, and you actually do it, which is really a phenomenal thing if you could pull it off. And I'm when I come back on, which I hope to get invited back on uh, maybe at the end of March, yeah. you're going to love what I'm doing. I'm so I'm excited Brandon, about Brandon, it. It's Brandon, awesome. Stop, stop jerking us around. All right. First of all, anything you do is freaking awesome, number one. So stop well, with you. the. <laughs> Hopefully it's going to be good type shit, number one. Number two, you put together shit that – you put together that – that what was that the title of Tyree Manningham? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Odell, Odell. Eli. It was Odell Manningham. Uh, that was some uh, night. Yeah, oh, that was the, it was the – 
greatest thing that I've, obviously me as a giant fan, yeah, it big. was incredible. The picture you could have bought, which is hanging in my garage, by the way, is incredible. Or the running backs in time you did was mind boggling to me. I, I, I was still, I can't say I was a kid, but I was a young adult and I was, uh, you know, Tucker Fredrickson, Joe Morris, uh, Rob Carpenter, Butch Wolfolk. You had all the the running backs. I mean, just the stuff you did. It, it was was mind boggling. I'm excited to go back to it. I, I think that you can't be curious and let your imagination go wild enough. And I hope that people don't let this virus get in the way of that. I love it. I love it. Love and it, I man. should only hope that I'll be mediating the ones you do with the Giants. That's all. You're always going to be invited. And you found your target audience. You found your, your one target audience right there. That's your perfect yeah. I'll tell hey. you. I've hey. always I've always been someone who is no. You know, it's funny is, you know, I I really live by just winning one customer, one person over at a time, have making one friend at a time. I've never been one of these like I've got to go meet the whole world. I'm just happy if I can be one good quality person, convert them into a fan, add value. And, you know, so it's worked out. Now I'm 60. I've been doing that for really about 40 years plus. And it's just been a blessing. It's been amazing. And I, and I can't wait for this virus to be over to get back in my own creative ways. You know, just business-wise. I feel like I'm a kid again, by the way. I feel like that's, I'm a kid. You, you, you that's sound awesome. like you, the energy that you're having. Is yeah, like, you got you got energy. You got energy. I know you can't, I know you can't I'm talk out of my it. mind. I, I can't sleep. <laughs> back to not maybe, sleeping hey, again. Maybe that's, maybe that's why Mike and I love you because we're out of our minds. So, you know, just just – the little things, you know, I've always said this. I've said this to Mike a million times. I've said it to you, Brandon. You're different. Like Steiner to me was the only gig in town and it was the only classy gig in town. So I could only imagine, you know, it wasn't just about making the buck with you. It was about putting out a great product. I used to come in with, you know, items that I was like, Brandon, look at this. You know, like this is one of a kind. You'd be like, eh, he signed it in the wrong spot. Like I'll talk about mind-boggling stuff. So I always, always, always thought that your view on something was was the right view. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. And, uh, and I never take it for granted you coming up and bringing up that item and showing it to me because that's <laughs> where I got my best ideas from. And that's why. And that's <laughs> why you're gonna get the uh, the coat rack. <laughs> I went coat rack sold. Damn it. <laughs> I, I, and immediately, I'm, I'm out. I'm, immediately, I'm like, "What happened to the coat rack?" I'm like, "Because I know funny. you wanted that." I'm That's like, "Oh funny. God, I'm gonna this have to make got, another one." <laughs> he was. You had a. You had a little. Was it like a store or window or? But they probably still have it in Yankee Stadium. I mean, if that doesn't say how legit you are and how you know a perfect business you've put together there in order to have like your, your own store inside of Yankee Stadium. Well, thank you. Come on, I'm man. very grateful of the Yankees. They gave me a great opportunity. I enjoyed it. I missed that relationship, but hopefully maybe one day I could get it back. I'm well, I bet you I anyway. bet you do. I wouldn't bet against you. I could tell you that much. <laughs> if well, not, if not, Joe and I will man a folding table outside of the stadium with some Yeah. Yeah. What's this? This is I want to go to a football game with you guys, though. We got to make put that on the agenda for the fall. Done. Oh. Done. That'd be fun. Yeah. Done. Done. You know what? I, it's, so we got we got new. What did we get news the other day that I guess Governor Murphy said what ten percent or fifteen percent, whatever he said, which which is right now for sporting events. No, Mike, that's it right now. But I yeah. do believe that by the time football rolls around, it's got to be sixty to to ninety. Yeah. I have no idea what they're going to do. 
Yeah. Well, I think by the fall, by the fall, it'll be fifty percent at least. Well, I think. What were the games? Yo, what were the games that you went to? I mean, what were those? I I went. I managed to go to six, uh, five games this year, all away, wow. obviously. <laughs> so some. Oh, so Matt, don't forget, Brandon. I don't only go to home games. I go to home and away. <laughs> I haven't missed. I haven't missed a giant How game. Did you in get 20- into the home games, man. Like they didn't even allow players in for the home games. No. <laughs> <laughs> I said I didn't go to zero home. I went to zero home games this year. MetLife closed down completely. Oh, you went to the away games. Okay. Right. This is this is coming up. This would be my 21st season going to home and away. I managed to go to, you know, to Dallas, to Washington. And I also went to places like Washington that closed the doors right after because maybe there was a spike. So Washington was one of those places where I went and right after the Giants watched the game, they were like, now we're not having anybody. So I got to ask you one question. Shoot. That you, you, you're, you're a minority, so you saw this team up close and personal. Is this team on the right track, and are they a 10-win team next year? So you, you're obviously talking to the wrong person because they're a 10-win team every year. Okay. So uh, All right. that's number one. Okay, all right. <laughs> number, number two, look, they've been heading supposedly in the right direction for a long time, and I always drink the Kool-Aid. I always drink it. Um, But this is is it. Daniel Jones's third year. I will benchmark Daniel Jones's third year against what Josh Allen did because it's Josh Allen's third year that just passed. So if Daniel Jones could at least at least get him to a respectable uh, win loss or even double digit, then they'll stick with him. If not, we're in for another long haul for five, six more years. It's a good point. Like it. That's it. I like I like to comment that they didn't even like they didn't let the offense in the stadium for some of those games. <laughs> was, Who said that? Who said that, Brandon? That's it a was, bullshit it comment, was, bro. It's, I, I, gotta, I mean, it was tough. I mean, getting into any stadium in New York, especially like it was like, it was Knox. Yeah. It was very very Man. tough. Yeah. And then when you know, I only sit in a specific spot when I go to away games, and it's it's front row. And now you had signage, probably freaking. Brandon collectibles all over the place, but it was it was signage all the way up to the fifteenth row. It was a very weird weird year, yeah, really. Yes, yeah, yeah. cardboard cutout, cardboard cutout, and a couple things. I'm yeah. trying to figure out is this year more collectible or less collectible as an overall. I haven't figured it out yet because it's not a lot of game used. Definitely less autographs because guys were not really available. Interesting. I wonder how this year goes down from a collectability standpoint. Uh, it's weird, yeah. you know. Hey, Brandon, Brandon, I have a I have a quick question for you. So I became uh, I've become very friendly with uh, uh, Dornay Holmes of the Giants. OK, cornerback for the Giants. Um, he saw what I did online. I ran some I ran some uh, uh, raffles and raised money for charity. And I, I did pretty well for every charity that I did. I did one for Blake Martinez. I did one for Eli Manning's uh, a dog thing. I did. I did a bunch of them. So I have Darnay Holmes' first career interception jersey from that game. Like, we want to raise money. So who else better to talk to than you? How do I raise the money, if not talking to you, where I do the raffle, everything goes to his charity. Does he sign it? Does he sign it with the date, with this and that? Tell me, walk me through a process that you would do that maybe I'll turn to you and say, help me. 
You know what's great is, you know, my new platform, you know, we are creating these little microsites for players. We have about 50 of them so far. And uh, so this would be a perfect idea for him to go put it on his microsite and he can okay. sell it to other game use. So we have to talk about that. It's really cool. Okay. It's fair enough. The name of the new site is Athlete Direct. But anyway, to answer your question, I would sign uh, that jersey exactly the way you said it, but I'd sign it on the number so it doesn't fade. Correct. On the jersey. I would sign it definitely with the first interception, the date, and the score of that game. No question. And I would okay. tell him to take his time on the autograph. Because a lot of times, guys, you know, when you sign game use, you don't want to do the quick little, you know, tell him to take his time oh. to make sure it's legible. By the way, if you, guys, thing. you guys want to stop, stop. Don't don't talk about Jared right now. Who? Are you gonna do are you gonna do the ultra? Are you gonna do the, the thing where he just pulled the jerseys? No, no, I want to talk about Dante Holmes actually autograph. You know, he oh, just, yeah, go ahead. You know, he just signs DH. He doesn't even have an autograph. Yes. Okay. So, with that said, it's funny you said that because, yeah, I knew Brandon was going to say that. So, yeah. Brandon and I could take you back to Brandon was the one responsible, okay, for, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, for L. Taylor. L. Taylor, right. Yeah. You son of a Brandon gun. Lawrence is living you around. son of a gun. We bring a tr- I don't know idea what I'm doing. We're in Lawrence's living room, and I bring a truck, a tractor trailer truck, which I didn't really know how to drive, but I did it anyway. <laughs> Got so much stuff after the, I think it was after the 91 Super Bowl, and Lawrence is like not wanting any part of this. He's just nope. not happy. Yeah. Kind of agreed to do it, but he had no idea I would show up with that much shit. I knew it. So we're in his living room, and you could just see like he, he's trying to figure out how we, we're in his living room, so he can't leave. He can't go anywhere. You know, we've already loaded the house up with the stuff and there's nowhere for him to go. And I go to him, I go, you know, Lawrence, if you go L. Taylor, that works. Just give me the good tail and go L. Taylor. He actually got up and hugged me. Because that's the re- smartest I, thing I've I, ever heard. I knew at one point when I was in my teens, I hated you for that. Because he used to sign the greatest Lawrence Big L, with, the, with the tail. Yeah. And Brandon you know, Steiner is the reason he's L. Taylor. You know, who, so, you know who had been a good guy? I wish he would have listened to me. And he didn't. It cost him hundreds of thousands of dollars was OBJ. If Odell would have listened to me, I told him, I said, Odell, nobody's buying this autograph. Like, you're not a Hall of Famer, dude. Give me one of your two names. You got a short. Give me Odell and then do the. Blah, blah, blah. And, he, you know, and I think it cost him a lot. It, I th- I Ooh. happen to agree with you, and that's one of the few uh, uh, accolades I got from you because I used to go at it with with Odell at on the ping pong table, and every time he lost, I said I don't want OBJ. Just give me your autograph on these pictures. Man, I got all these OBJ cards that he signed for me that we wouldn't just wrote the rad autograph. Besides his rookie cards, I probably I mean, where's his career going? Interesting. Hey, I'm really curious. What are, you to see. About? what are you talking about? It's coming full circle. Be back with the Giants next year. It's it's possible. Dude, and, dude. And, and what do you you don't see you don't see that OBJ and then back with Brandon Collect with, with Steiner Collectibles with, with you? You don't think that's happening? I think it could. Happening. I think it could happen. <laughs> it's happening. I, I don't know. I got, you know, his career, he's such a talented player. I just wonder, you know, I've never seen a more confusing player. You remind me a little of Daryl Strawberry a little bit. Um, you know, a guy who like Daryl Story is probably one of the greatest Hall of Famers that didn't go to the Hall of Fame. Talent, like, Daryl was yeah. just yeah. talent dripping, talent. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and he was a really good guy. Like Odell is like a Hall of Famer dripping with talent, Hall, but great guy. 
but it doesn't all come together. It doesn't ever showcase all that together somehow. I'm really, I'm really glad you said good. I'm really glad you said good guy though, because he literally is an unbelievable guy, and he gets. I, I don't. I'm not blaming the media for anything, but he really does get the short end of the stick. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. I, I do. I do believe that it's a product of your environment. When you're on a bad team and you cause some 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 issues, or you cause the the focus to be on you. It's yeah. going to be bad. If you're on a really good team and the focus is on you, you're doing some clowning stuff. I believe it's looked at as humorous. When you're losing, it's not so funny. But he's done a couple of things, you know, being in the car without the shirt on, um, the, the 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 in bed with the girl, with the drugs. The interview, yeah. The, yeah. Um, the hugging the net, the peeing in the end zone. Like, you know, he does bring some Now, if you're younger... And this is the thing I learned from Odell. Like, you know, some from a younger audience, they think that's cool. A lot of that stuff is very acceptable. But in the mainstream of, eh, some of that's a little shaky. But he is a good guy anyway. Like, he is a good Great guy. guy. Like, he's a Great fun guy. guy, nice guy, would never hurt anybody. Agreed. That part of it I wish people knew, besides all the talent that he's got. You're 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 100%, you're 100% correct. He is a great guy. And, again, I go back to saying – I believe that when you're on a bad team, your antics stand out a million times more. He's like yeah, a rapper. yeah, it's true. He's like, he's like a rapper. Like we don't want to act like rappers, but the fans go crazy for him. Yeah, I also, so I also, crazy. I also believe, Mike, that if Odell would have started with Brandon, he would have led him on a better path than some of these guys that I know and that Brandon and that you know, Mike. That that hey, I'll give you a little more money. I'll come to you out and sign all these things. I just wish Brandon got him at the very beginning. Yeah, I, I wish I got him at the very beginning, and I wish he would have given me a couple of weeks of listening, just because I, I know so many of these giants. I know. I used to sit in the car with Joe. I spent so much time with Otis Banks and all those guys, and you know, there is a there is a way that the Giants organization works. You can like it, love it, leave it if you have to, but they ain't changing. Nope. Like you have to understand how it works. <laughs> nope. And if you do, <laughs> if you do, and a lot of it takes some guys too long. You, you can't take too long to figure it out. I wish if I had him at the beginning, I would say, look, Lawrence Dale was crazy. But he also understood how the organization worked. And he played yep. with some set of rules and played within some set of guidelines. As crazy as Lawrence was. Yep. And he was crazy. So – I, I just wish I would have been able to have those conversations because I think when I started having with him, it was too late. I I I, I agree. But and, and you know what? He he did respect he respected the hell out of you. Probably still does. But but I, I also he believe yeah. he got screwed at the just end of the time period. Of How day. great is this business, man? It's crazy, isn't it? It's just crazy. It's crazy. I, you know what? I, I should have I I should have been working for Steiner like forty years ago. Probably. I was I was 15, 14, and I used to go to the Woodcliffe Lake Hilton and I used to watch them come in, do their meetings. I used to watch bed check and then after bed check, <clears throat> a couple of them leave. This guy's Whatever. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> It's not too late for you to come work for this new company. I may have a role for you, man. We have to talk. You about know what? It. I t I'll tell you right now. Don't play with me because I, I, I am. 
very much into this stuff. I don't know anything about the business side of it. I know that I have my relationships and that to me, it means more than the business. So if I brought the two together, I really should sit and chat with you. I have an idea that you can play a role without having to get too deep in the end of it. So let's talk about that. Man, we went 41 minutes. You got me for 41 minutes. We even longer, dude. You need content. Content, Brandon. We are we'll here to help you with the content. Brandon, Brandon, what podcast? What the videos? hell? What the hell am I going to do? Oh, you got issues, my friend. He's a little bit of a hoarder. You're kind of in some of the kind of issues that I've had. I'm unraveling out of these issues so I can keep my wife happy. I can, I mean, actually, as I'm panicking, That's nice. Brandon, good for you, man. Freaking, oh, I love that. What am I talking about? Bring me back to that staircase, baby. That's cool. Hey. Oh my God, you're out of your mind. Oh, the staircase is. Uh, what I did is I wound up just putting some some quotes. I love it. Good for you, man. You're a self-made yeah. collector. You're, you got it's it. It's a hell of a cave, dude. That's cool. Uh, That's strong. I got to give you crap. That's strong. Show them the ceiling. Show them the ceiling. That is solid. So, so every time a player, every time a player comes over. Every time a player comes over, yeah. They'll find the ceiling. I got to tell you, man, that's strong. You know what, Brandon? Brandon, after just seeing his checks, I could see Brandon going, "Hey, hey LPG, when are you moving? Coming in here?" On his trying to sing. Well, I don't want to say this. I mean, I could say this actually, yeah, because we all are going to all die. But if God forbid, when you do die, God forbid, if that should happen, I would definitely be coming over your house and chopping all that up. <laughs> hey, hey, I might. It's got to be a. It's got to be a museum, like the like I went to the Babe Ruth Museum, or this old house in. in I'll, make, I'll make sure it gets disposed of with class, though. And dig. let me let, again. We we're definitely going to talk because <laughs> Mike actually Mike actually came over. I did this. I did this. You know, Black Friday for for Thanksgiving, but we called it Blue Friday, and I wound up cleaning out my house. Like I have too much stuff. You so I was like, you know what? I couldn't run my softball game. I couldn't run my softball game this year. So I wound up just getting rid of stuff in here. And just in here, I made $10,000 for charity. And it was so about, we got to talk, man. We got to talk. You're a little out of control, my man. And I like it. I'm not <laughs> yeah, because you I, made I me that it. way. I respect your, your out of controlness. I do. You don't get to be, uh, you don't get to go to every game for 21 years, home and away, without having a little screw loose. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. Well, listen, yeah. if you're still in the neighborhood to buy a couple things, go to Bid CX. Got a lot of stuff on there. You're gonna flip. We gotta, we gotta push that. We gotta push too, that. Mike. You're gonna flip. You're gonna flip. All right, we'll do. We'll, no, we're gonna do Joe instead, though. Uh, next one, Brandon. Whenever you're ready. Whenever you need to. The next promotion for it. Instagram Live. Cool. You know what? Um, yes, and I'm down with that. We'll do. You have some cool Eli stuff. Why don't you put his game one jersey with that with that helmet you have? Yeah, I saw it. I, saw I it got on another game used helmet that's going to the next auction. But this I one, saw it on your yeah. site, damn it. Yep. I wanted it immediately. Hey, meanwhile, <laughs> I forgot the one thing. I'll close on this one thing. I'm selling my first autograph when I was 15, Thurman Munson, on a 1975 program. 
I did. I, I saw that on you. Put something online about. Oh no, you were talking about your first photograph. That's right. It's on my. It's on my Facebook. He's That's right. I'm really able to put that on there. My wife's like, yeah, you could sell that now too. He's a great oh, thing. I stopped asking her for advice. <laughs> Beautiful autograph, by the way. I mean, and that's a great story. And and obviously, it's led to a few things. That that autograph got you're, me going on a few hundreds things. Of thousands, you have hundreds of thousands of autograph checks. You have those checks, if you, you know, you go through JSA grading, whatever, and you have them. Like that's that's legit, man. Walter Payton, Yogi Berra checks. Are you kidding? Hey, me? Brandon. I wish we were Brandon, next time we're gonna go. I wish we were in my man cave because I have every ticket stub. I know I'm not like I have thousands of ticket stubs i have since i was a kid i kept all my all right. tickets all right well, let, well let's come joe and i will come we'll shoot it live at your house yeah yeah, yeah i like that but we got to do it in the next I'm few dead weeks i'm dead deal. yeah deal. We, we should do that let's do it I'm dead well we'll bring the camera you know hey you man. know what let's i want to i want to end with this it's funny that brandon brought up ticket stubs because mike when you go to games i mean that was so vital Critical. To get that ticket stub, I used to put them inside of my stadium bag window. You know, they had this little window on the stadium bags. You used to collect them. And then years later, I would beg them, hey, can you can you not rip it in half? Maybe give me three quarters of the ticket back. And then and then my last year of the stadium, I wound up saving every ticket because then they would just do the barcode, okay, for this for this season. And then now, now. They're freaking paperless. I Terrible. hate it. I hate that. I hate it. I hate yeah, that. I've got all the World Series tickets, Led Zeppelin concert tickets. Yeah. That's going to be a whole nother auction. That's a whole, I don't know if I'm going to get to no, that. And you're right about the non-ripped, like non-ripped tickets are, you know. Mike, Mike, that only, more than, but that only lasted X amount of years with the barcode. Now everything's online. No. Tickets that there we you never Show your phone. They never, they never went. They never went true. in. People yeah. who that's true. That's true. crazy. Yeah, there's there's all yeah. sorts of crazy stuff out there. Brandon Steiner, friend of the program. Thank you so much, bro. We will hey, stay talk safe, everybody. Talk to, talk to you guys soon. Talk to you on the, on the next thing. Uh, I'll see you later, brother. Got you. Hey, keep in touch. Let's talk about it. Stay true. True Blue, baby. Welcome to True Blue with Mike Viv and LPG.